Welcome to Wizard Team, a Black magical podcast for Black magical stories. Hi everyone, it's Bayana, Robin, and Portia embarking on a journey through the many fantasy stories written by and about Black people. Currently, we're reading Amari and the Night Brothers by B.B. Austin, and today we're discussing Chapter 12. Um, so previously on Weather Team, Amari tells Agent Magnus straight up, I'm looking for Quentin, and Magnus tries to, you know, be like, that's a dangerous proposition there, young buck. Um, maybe don't <laughs> put yourself in harm's way, because Quentin wouldn't appreciate that. Um, and then Elsie is like, you do you, boo-boo. And so Amari, when looking to figure out what specialization she wants to become a trainee in, uh, chooses to join the Department of Supernatural, or to try out for the Department of Supernatural Investigations, and she does not have a backup plan. And I feel like this is hilariously for a 12-year-old, a conversation that a lot of kids, when they're looking at colleges, have with their people all the time, um, or careers, or whatever, which is like, mm-hmm. what's your plan B? And then the amount of stubborn kids who are like, plan Bs are for losers. Um <laughs> Why would I make a plan B? I'm a star. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Y'all got what I was trying to say. Um, (laughs) And then we asked you, our dear listener, if you were a bureau trainee, which department would you try out for? Um, You can still respond on Twitter using the hashtag wizard team. On Spotify, um, there is a question in the descriptions if you're listening to this on Spotify and you can just answer directly into Spotify and we will get that or on Instagram. Um, And we're going to try to like when appropriate. And when we have a good question, throw out questions so it can be, you know, the old interactive weather team that we know and love. Um, We always want to hear from you. So yeah, if you were a bureau trainee, what would you, what would you try out for and why Um, on Twitter? um, On Twitter at the Nikki, Nikki red. Um, said the Department of Magical a- uh, Accidents and Catastrophes, so they could be like a witchy CSI, which I feel like is that's, that's a vibe. Like I do not want to be probing whatever gets through us over at a scene. <laughs> See, I've made you know. Do like... you remember? Like, how, there was another. I can't remember the name of that TV show, um, and it didn't last long because they totally changed. We we watched it was Damage Control, right? That was what I was gonna say. Yeah, we watched like yes. a trailer mm-hmm. or an episode of well, it Vanessa Hudgens on, in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and Danny Pudi. And it was dope, and then they changed it completely, and it didn't last. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, yeah, like a a supernatural insurance adjuster. Like, I feel like that would be cool. But yeah, I'm not doing the like the CSI. I'm not probably like, no guts. All top <laughs> like guts and stuff. I don't want to be on that scene, but I would yeah. do the investigating, insurance adjusting. Like, um, I've been watching a lot of like Ken Burns documentaries, and like that, like kind of sense of like going back and kind of unraveling what happened from like a historical lens and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know, just kind of like that would be cool. Yeah, I'm sure that there yeah. are different specializations within that department mm-hmm. yeah i would love um, to do the investigating without I, I would i would do cold cases i'm like i will do yeah. cold <laughs> cases because then the guts is already the gun yeah. and I can just... 
<laughs> hopefully they are. Hopefully there's no like lingering remnants of body parts. And I'm like, oh no, that's not what I came here for. I just want just artifacts, not body parts. That's not my ministry. I don't do that. I always um, loved uh, the librarians, which I again, oh, if yeah, you guys have not seen that show, you should show. watch that show. It's such a wonderful, wonderfully fun caper type of thing. And they that's what they did. They like went and found like artifacts and and solved mysteries, but like there was no, or if there was, it wasn't, you know, the librarians who were doing the guts. The guts were gone by the time they got there. They leave that to the natural world or the known world, I guess is what we call right. it, Mari. Um, and then at Life is Aisha said the Department of Unexplained, which I also agree. I feel like you can. It's a lot of re. It feels re- very like research heavy and like yeah. Or you sit around and you're like nobody knows who can say I don't know, and that also sounds <laughs> <laughs> relaxing. You know, you can just be Isn't like the eh. department as as the homie with the like with just coming through with the one head. Like that director yep. is just chilling. If the director is that chill, I feel like it'll be like, it'll be a fun time. Yeah. I need my directors to have their full body, so I'm not <laughs> He has his full body. It's just I need them to want to be on there. I want I want my director to be attached to it. What if what if he what if his body is in the gym? He's like, I gotta take gotta get this gym time <laughs> games, in. Gotta get these games in. <laughs> I gotta get these games. And oh I gotta God. and I gotta get these games in my mind. I got two games so I gotta work on at one time. Mm-hmm. I don't got enough time for it just to do it all at one time. I can't do it. <laughs> but if, if I drop my body off at gym daycare. I can get those, and then <laughs> good for y'all. Not for it's, that's not that's not it for me, fam. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Okay, well that was great. Um, if y'all have answers, let us know. We'll also, like Robin said, like we'll come up with other questions as we talk. Um, and just like check out social media if you're on Spotify, check that out. Um, use the hashtag Wizard Team. Um. We want to know your thoughts. We want to like, you know, talk about them. Um, and yeah. Side note: This dog. It was her birthday last week. Um, we had a party uh, on Sunday. She got a lot of balls and fun things. She wants me to play, but I'm recording. But she won't drop the ball. She wants me to chase her to grab the ball to throw the ball. All while she knows I'm talking to you. She can see y'all. She can see me talking to y'all. <laughs> Okay, back to back to she this podcast. Ball just, is life. What about what about I, that? Do you not understand? She's like, I got like literally fifteen people showed up and gave me balls, and it's raining. <laughs> what do you she's, help me she's out? Like, come on, come on. <laughs> um. All right, we should get into this because a lot happens in this chapter. So much. Um. Yes. So much happens in this chapter. It's kind of funny because we spent a lot of time with like setup and now it's like, nope, it's time for, and if we were not reading this chapter by chapter, it would obviously like go a lot faster because this book is like very, um, fast paced. Um, but yeah, I was reading this chapter like, oh my God, it just keeps, there's just more things happening. (laughs) Like, it's a lot to think about. So there's also, um, I think in this chapter, the like setup of, so this is a series, right? That there's like a setup of like the the wider supernatural world mm-hmm. um and mores that like you 
it's the first time I think that we really get like a taste of it, and I was like, oh, it's gonna be some shit. The, like the 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 amount of stories available yeah. in the in this like setting is just that's whew. great. Um. Okay. So first, so after the um presentations, they're given the rest of the afternoon off to get ready for the welcome social. Um. So while everybody else is doing that, Elsie and Amari are like, we need to come up with a plan. Um, Amari does not have a plan. Uh, so <laughs> Elsie's kind of like, you were just gonna do it live? And Amari's like, yeah. You this know, reminded me of sounds- my relationship with you so much. <laughs> and not I'm like, that, like, I feel Elsie so much in this chapter. Like, she's Not that like, like, I don't, I because I also like Amari afterwards is like, oh, I do have a plan. I just didn't conceptualize really? it as a plan yeah. um i'm like we got it so we got to write it down like that's yeah. the thing that's what makes a plan a plan is that you've written it down okay no i mean not necessarily yeah you can like hold it in your head but it just has to be clear yeah and like articulated i guess even yeah. if you don't say it specifically out loud like you you yourself have to know okay i'm going to do this versus i'm gonna just do whatever vibes. you know <laughs> um just vibes there's and like so, intention behind your actions not just like going blah yeah so far amari's just been like i'm here to find my brother <laughs> you know what she didn't even, 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 even plan to say that she's she was like, I'm going to keep this to myself. No, I'm not. Nuh-uh. I'm going to tell everybody. Here we go. <laughs> but circumstances so, changed, so she, she flipped the she plan. But she, she didn't even think about it. She just did it. She was like, yo, I'm going to do it. The okay. Plan. So for my brother and, and uh, that, my brother. I felt like that was well thought out. I Find my brother. <laughs> Find him. She literally just did it on the page. She didn't even say and think about it beforehand. She was just like, uh, Find him. here for my brother. The goal is the plan. No. <laughs> this is what so I'm saying. I, I read that part and I was like, yeah, this is me in conversation with Bayana and Portia, apparently. <laughs> Damn, Portia. I thought she would be more on my side. I don't why? know why. <laughs> because you got like 15 different plans up in the air at all times. Is but that a plan? plan? Yeah. They're plans. Is, that, fit- is it 15 different plans or is it rolling plans at all times? It was just synchronous <laughs> plans happening. Just <laughs> It's rolling. <laughs> so Elsie um, pulls out her whiteboard and is like, "All right, let's get to work." So step one <laughs> is to come up with a plan. Um, now I wouldn't have been that like on like I'm like nah, see that's yeah, a lot. I wouldn't need to do that, but I I understand no. the shade and I appreciate that part. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the shade of writing that down. Um, yes. So then step two is to find out what the bureau already knows about Quentin's or. Well, Vanquish's disappearance. They're like, we're gonna find because Maria is also missing. Um, so yeah, I also find out- like appreciate this part because you kind of forget. So Elsie is like a Vanquish fan, right? Fan, She's yeah. got them on like on the, her walls, and she like so to her, Vanquish is missing, but mm-hmm. to Amari, Quentin is missing, yeah. right? And um. I think Amari understands that to find Quentin, she is going to find Vanquish, but I do kind of like having that, like, kind of written out in, yeah. like, a, you know, it is it is you, but there's 
a wider more than just you know yeah it's more than just yeah Quentin mm-hmm. sometimes you be like so wrapped up in how something affects you personally that you forget yeah. that like other people are also affected by this um in different ways and stuff so yeah yeah definitely um and then that's the moment when Amari does realize she did have a plan um like Robin was saying before like she just hadn't really articulated it yet so step three is to use what they find about to launch their own investigation um and so Amari does kind of say like you know we're gonna be on step two for for forever is what she says which like makes sense because the bureau is not just willingly giving her like classified case files and is like here (laughs) this is your job now like they're gonna have to find weak points and like places to get information from they're gonna have to sneak around they're gonna have to like it's gonna take some time um to figure out what the bureau knows before they can move on from there so um but this is why Elsie is so important because she makes the point that like, oh, well, there are some kids that we know who are closer to the investigation and have a vested interest in it. So they probably mm-hmm. are also trying to figure out what the department knows and they got an easy access to the department. So let's go talk right. to them. Yeah. So they're going to go talk to the Van Helsing twins, which I will say though, like at the same time, like it's a good idea from like that from like their perspective, I guess. But it's also like, like they have they, if you they have really classified have information. Mm-hmm. My thing no, it's they don't have any other endpoint, which is like so, but which sucks, but it's also like if you as a director of the Department of Supernatural Investigations are like have all this classified information, why is it that your kids like they shouldn't know anything? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not that, and we don't know yet if they do or not, but it's more just like I mean, maybe they, you know, they're around. They could they could overhear something or whatever. But it was just yeah, you know, I, for me, I, I, I always like, take it like you When I what? first read this, I took it as like because especially when we get a little bit later into the chapter, that like they thought they would like Elsie thought they could be in cahoots. Like they might be like in the same way that Amari's questing for Quentin, they'd be questing for their sister. Mm-hmm. And so that she could they would be like more willing to like snoop around because they have easier access to all the stuff or whatever if they were to you know build right. an alliance and i right. took it as like not that he's telling them like the classified stuff but it has like as his role as father been able to say like i can't tell you everything any details but i can reassure you that your sister's alive mm-hmm. which is more than amari knows right or that we have good information and we are, you know, that you know when people tell you like the vagaries of like Light updates. Like, you have a lawyer for a mother, you know, they'd be like, yeah. I'm not telling you nothing with no details and I'm not putting no labels on it. But, but suffice to say, we have evidence that points to the fact that this thing may not be as dire as you think it is. Right. Hopefully that will help you sleep at night. And you're like, no, it really right. doesn't. But thank you. It doesn't, but <laughs> you know. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Questions. <laughs> so that's how I but took I also, it. Not that but I also like, no, and I didn't take it as like confirmation that he was giving them information. I was more like yeah. the fact that that's all they have to go off of is that like he might like either have right. given them information or they might have like overheard something is like, I guess just, you know, there's just not a lot it's to go off much. of, unfortunately. <laughs> like if they really have like, yeah, they're, they're battling uphill, I guess is like the way to say it. 
Um, so the, the only way they're going to be able to talk to the Van Helsing twins is, um, going to the welcome social, which Amari doesn't really want to go to. Um, but it's the only way they're gonna be able to like, they can't just run into them because the Van Helsing twins live with their parents in the department. Wait, I just want to note that I, there's something that happened here that I was like, this is straight up Robin vibes and sorry, not sorry, but (laughs) Like their wardrobe magically gives them clothing, which I was like, I'm oh, glad yeah. that they're not no, playing about that. them not having to bring any clothing themselves. They can just look in their closet and have whatever they need at any given time, which is great. And I'm like, but also like, how do they just discern preferences? But then Amari's whole mood here is like, if I, how little she feels like going to the socials, she would rather just roll up with some pajamas. And I was like, that's dropping vibes. <laughs> Nah, for real. I was getting ready to have my feelings like hurt, but nah, you're right. (laughs) I don't want to go, but if I'm going to go, I'm going to be comfortable. Exactly. Yeah. And physically show you that I don't really want to be here. I don't really want to be here. Yeah. Yeah, And like, I super like feel this, like Amari's just very much like, do we have to? Like, can't we find some other way to talk to these people? And Elsie's like, nah, it's the only real like, or this is like the first real opportunity we're going to get. And yeah, but let, let's get into these clothes because they're really cool. Um, so Elsie's looks like she's wrapped herself in sparkling blue ocean and like literally not like, oh, it's like when I first read it before like the description came, I was like, oh, cool. It's like ocean blue, but like nah, waves ripple across the fabric um, and a school of bright orange fish zip around her waist um, and the water it's looks so real. Games. Yeah, yes, it is. It's, it is. It is giving Hunger Games like. That's just dope. Um, and then Amari's looks like it's made out of actual clouds, which I just think like Madame Du Bois is really out here mm-hmm. <laughs> and outfitting all these children. All these, yeah. I think it was like a hundred something in that auditorium or whatever. All of these children coming through in couture, With new, new outfits. Like mm-hmm. that's wild. She busy. Um, but then so it's like. A running theme for Amari right now is that she doesn't really want more attention. Um, And so she doesn't want to wear that because she feels like she's going to stand out on top of the fact that she has the Moonstone badge. But Elsie's like, you're taking it the wrong way um, because Lara and her friends love things that get more attention than them so that they can get more attention. (laughs) He's like, you're a magician with the Moonstone badge. Is like why they'll want to hang out with you, which is not like... A, a glowing description of this girl like already from jump where it's just like she does not sound like somebody who i would want to be friends with but you know Very in superficial. This situation, yeah, yeah um but in the situation where you're trying to like try to get information from her you know you use what you can um, so she got to get what you want her. yeah yeah you exactly. leverage your celebrity to get what you want and get, yeah i also but i what that i is, thought that too, is also like, a quote from players club so i'm sorry <laughs> Um, I also thought though, like in general, I that does not seem like a ringing endorsement of them in like life. Like you don't want to mm-hmm. be friends with people who want to be friends with you because of what you can bring them or yeah, spotlight. absolutely, yeah. Um, 
influencer circles. I want to yeah, be yeah, and it's like, it, and and it also feels like so you're very easily replaceable, right? So like mm-hmm. right now, Amari is like the thing that everyone's talking about. She's but, a current you know, girl. Yeah, but that mm-hmm. will only last for so long or whatever, and then all of these like friends that you think that you've made are going to like could potentially disappear on you. And I just thought like for that age group, I feel like it's really important to kind of say that like that's not a good foundation. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so they get dressed and then they take the opera singing elevator named Luciano up to the uh, special events floor. Um, and so they go into the ballroom and the theme is winter wonderland, which they meant because there's like all these trees are covered in snow. Um, there's, uh, ice sculptures, dancing penguins, laughing polar bear, polar bears. Sorry. Um, and then they have like kids dancing in midair, which honestly, I, I feel like I would want to do that. I'm not like really a daredevil. Like I, my best friend will go like, has jumped off planes and is like, I'm doing a boot camp obstacle course. I'm going to swim across the bay, whatever. Like all these, she does those things. And I'd be like, good for you. Have fun. <laughs> um, but like, call me when you get there safely. <laughs> literally. I'd be like, you good. Okay. Good, Did you make good it? For you. Yeah, and she, exactly. I'm glad. I'm happy for you. That's kind of how I feel. But, um, but I feel like I would want to dance in midair. I feel like it'd be like a cool thing to do once, especially if I'm like low enough to the ground. You know, like floating. Mm-hmm. Like that feels like it would be fun. I could do like a Casper float. I could not do any higher than that because I'm afraid of heights. Mm. Um, and I would probably topple over because of my fear. I would just look over and be like, okay, I'm going to die. Done. Now. Over with. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, thing, like, I'm not, I'm not afraid good. of heights, but I definitely get like, like when I'm on the edge of something or like if people, I get vertigo real bad. The, if people stand on the edge of the BART platform, I get really nervous. Like I can't look at I can't look at you if you're standing on the edge of like the train platform. Like it makes me so it, like, it's just like it's a higher out. probability so like of a, something will go wrong. You're yeah. Just increasing your like I'm not scared of I don't know. I used to be, so I used to be terrified of bridges, but then because I lived in the bay for so long, I just had exposure therapy of bridges. But like I still, even though I'm no longer like super terrified when i cross a bridge i think like let me roll this window down because um you know my whole thing was like if you get pushed off a bridge onto water it's like a final fantasy thing like you know just like if a bridge collapses a bridge collapsed in like minneapolis and it's just like um they just they're they're man-made structures the the uh, the tunnel and bart i i have taken bart into san francisco countless times whenever i stop and think about the fact that i am in a tube underwater underwater and yeah. if anything goes wrong like i am screwed i we're, we're just dead like i still do it i'm not scared of it but like i acknowledge the fact that like it's riskier than you know walking? not yeah no because walking is also a thing with freaking cars. No, everything like, has risk right everything like, yeah. People, is awful. yeah everything yeah. is a risk but you just like you're, you're staying like, home not, is also a <laughs> A risk, right? Like everything has its like, but you're just like it. The you're acutely aware that like it could happen. Mm-hmm. 
you're not terrified that it will definitely like when before with bridges i was like i am definitely going to die this thing is going to collapse like the golden gate bridge how old is that thing when is the last time they've actually updated it the bay bridge when they were like building rebuilding it but still we were going across it but there was getting yeah, built again was and i was, was like really can we just topic. take a break <laughs> not this important. Now just like finished. a ferry and ferry is across until y'all think it's finished. Yeah, like, they, like, they, they, have ferries, they the do have ferries, fixed. but those they still just, yeah. They were they, they those... built. We were we were going on the old bridge as they were building the new bridge, and then at some point it flipped, and they were taking down the old bridge as we were going on the new bridge, and it just looked wild, crazy. Yeah, um, and like fairies, you know, y'all seen. Spider-Man, like, you know, shit happens on fairies. Okay, well, so the Spider-Man's, the Spider-Man's, uh, to give him a little bit of support there, like, someone did chop the heifer in half. Like, that wasn't, that didn't just happen naturally. It was literally intervention we'll by there. someone. There have been fairy under. accidents in life. You can't say that there's sure. never been a fairy accident. I'm All I'm saying is, and we should move on after this, is that, like, you're not it's not a, like I'm scared of heights and I have an irrational fear of heights. You're, yeah, you will still do like a, the height, but you're yeah. just aware. I get on airplanes all the time. I just yeah. cannot think yeah. about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, you're aware of the risk. So mm-hmm. yeah, and like dancing in midair, you it's a little bit more obvious, like that you're in midair. Yeah. And that's so why I would be like mm-hmm. it being like no, like flying on a transparent plane. I would never. Yeah. <laughs> right. Never. <laughs> right. Um, but as far as like whimsy goes, it's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. And something is so love... that they can do that. So I love that. It kind of sounds like airbending to you, like with Aang and yeah. his little airball. Yeah. yeah. And I, the exactly thing I love like. the most about um, this book um, is the like explanation of the magic as well. Or like this is basically like a technology. Mm-hmm. Um that we don't have access to, so it's still magic, but, like, they understand how it works. I feel much more yeah. we open don't to doing things when I understand how it works. How it works, yeah. And I, don't, yeah. I think, like, one thing about this world, I was thinking about it when I was reading, especially the next chapter, is, like, we don't really get full explanations of how the world works, but you can tell that it does. Like, you, you can tell that, like, bb austin does and that like it it's a lot of different things and it is definitely like you know we have atlantis and we have like um this like snow room we have these talking elevators we have it's like a lot of disparate things those what were they like yetis who were arguing over uh hemingway or whatever and like so we have all of these like very different things and like in another world like like written world fictional world like they would be kept separate and i love that it's like kind of all thrown in there in a way that makes sense because you have the bureau and you have like this um kind of structure around it um so then like the rules of the world are inherently there even if you don't specifically know all of them i guess yeah it's like, it, yeah, it's an interesting approach, I feel like. Yeah, and like, he doesn't explain how it's snowing in the room. I thought, like, right. the thing that stood out to me is not the dancing in air, but is like, are they, is it cold? Yes, yeah, so, I was thinking it might be cold. It must not be that cold because if no one's talking right. about shivering or like wearing furs or anything. Mm-hmm. Or they're serving hot chocolates or, you know what I mean? Right. Like, it, like, it gives you the illusion of, this is, okay, 
um, a court of thorns and roses. There is like their courts, they have like the spring court and it's always spring there. And then they have like a winter court and it's always winter there. But they have like things where um, you can feel the winter wind, but it doesn't like chill you to the bone. Mm. Like you can tell that it's cold, but because of magic, it just doesn't affect you Yeah, when you're in the court. But if you were like, out in the wilderness, you you gotta, you know, be prepared. Oh, wow. But like there's magic in the court that is like you get the beauty and and the you know, you get the like highlights of this weather season, yeah. whatever. The aesthetic without the <laughs> the aesthetic, exactly. Thank you. You get the aesthetic yeah. of it without the like reality of I'm freezing my ass off. Right. That's Which, something that honestly, I really I like because as somebody who had to who who experienced two winters <laughs> After like the first day I went out in, in the Chicago snow, of all places in Chicago, like I was, I had one the, my first day in the snow, I was like going to some event. And so I was in an Uber cause I was just like, it's snowing. I'm not, and I didn't quite have all my stuff yet. Like I had, I was still, it was like early winter. So I didn't quite have everything. It was like on the way. So I was like, I'm getting a car. We're just not doing this. But as I was driving by, I was like, no, this is really pretty. And I can understand why people like this as like a thing. Cause it's very pretty. And then that was probably the last time I took a moment to stop and look at like the prettiest. Yeah, when you're looking at it, I was like, "It's over with. I don't care. It's gross." All yeah, this it doesn't matter how now, pretty like, it is when your ass is freezing. Yeah, as a like, southerner, oh, it's over with. As it a took- southerner who like went to college in Pennsylvania, and I, I think I, I think my first year there, I was talking to one of my friends and I was telling them about how like I've written a poem about snow and just like how pretty it was because like we only got like two inches of snow in like one month in Tennessee and that would be the only time it would snow all year. Um and so it wasn't it was just pretty. You just look outside and it's aesthetic mm-hmm. and it's like cute or whatever. Yes, it would be cold, but it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be what it would be here in the yeah. exactly. of snow. Like I want to give it due respect. Yeah. Like it really yeah. does look great. And it's fun to swing around it and like roll around mm-hmm. outside. If it's not like a blizzard, it's like me yeah. snow. Like it's but, so yeah. cute. Yeah. yeah, my younger siblings be like, I want to go to the snow. And I'm, I'm like, as a kid, I remember wanting think. to do that. And then now I'd be like, why? I just did not want to go. I was like, not interested in it. <laughs> I was like, it's it's too soon. I know it's been like four years, but I'm not ready yet. Not <laughs> <laughs> too soon. <laughs> like, it's funny because like, I, like, you were traumatized by like Chicago weather. And then in the book, I have noted like that Amari is traumatized from like being an outsider from her time at Jefferson Academy. Um, mm-hmm. As she talks about like why she doesn't want the spotlight on her while she's at the dance. And I'm like, it's just the trauma. Like it's, <laughs> uh, like, it's so sad that like you can be tra- traumatized by weather and people making something that is really cool about you sound really derogatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a good. That was a good segue because we definitely need I love to that get segue. back into this. Um, but yeah, I definitely was thinking about that too. Just like, also, I thought it was interesting that um, she kind of like, and I may have mentioned this later too. I can't remember or like written it down later too. But like, she was kind of talking a big game when she was talking to Magnus, and not that she was lying. Um, when Magnus was like, you know, you're gonna have to. Like, people are going to judge you before they know you. And, like, it's going to be a lot harder with you. And she's like, yeah, it sounds like, you know. Every day. I, yeah, it sounds like every, every day. day or whatever. Yeah. And so, like, 
she's right but i think like as we go through this chapter we also see like it's not that it doesn't take a toll like you're whether you're used to it or not and like whether you but i also know think that the, the handle it it's also like it's still like come you know like for her she being an outsider is not something that she wants it's like yeah i can do i can deal with it because i've had to in the past but not like I'm fine with it. She's not asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. But I also think that it's something too about like why she doesn't want to go to like this optional thing. Right. So she's like, Mm -hmm. I can deal with it, but in dealing with it, I'm sure we've all had these things. Like, um, I was talking about this. It's like you, you try to control when and how you have to deal with that. Right. So Mm -hmm. like when it comes to, I'm not, if I, if I know that I'm going to feel like an outsider, if I've been at schools where I'm like, I don't fit in here, whatever. It's like, I'm not going to the optional social thing. I'm going to stay right. at home and like cozy down and I will see you when I have to see you. I'm going to minimize was, yeah. those interactions, interactions. Yeah. To, to where I can fully, one, prepare myself to those, those things are usually like in a classroom or something. So there, there's less opportunity to like, just have y'all be saying wild shit because we got to listen to this like lecture or we're going to do this activity. You know what I mean? Like there's just Mm -hmm. more control over what's happening. Um, And, and I think it's interesting because that's how Amari is okay with it. Right. She's like, I know what to do. I know, I, I know how, I know what coping mechanisms I need to Mm -hmm. survive at Jefferson. I don't think she would be going to like the Jefferson school dance. Right. I feel like for me, I was interested in being part of social gatherings, even like, I think part for a lot of different reasons, but I feel like most of the time it came like the black community way of being like, who all going to be there? Like if I know that I've got at least two to three people, because if I can't have one, because if that one person leaves me, then I'm, I'm effed up. But if it's at least two to three people that I can hang out with, during the thing then I'm fine and I feel like this is similar for Amari here she only has Elsie she doesn't have anyone else here um and I can totally see that being for her like she needs to know that she has someone to support her that if they get um if they happen to get uh separated at some point she will still be okay because she'll have someone else to be there with like that's not true to this right now um so she doesn't even have anyone else like and that's what's I think we keep getting that um, in this chapter and uh, whenever we're t- like, she, we just see like how little there is like Quentin was the person who nominated her, but he's not here and her mom can't know. And all these things that are being said to her, if her they said it in front of her mama, they would never like, they wouldn't get away mm-hmm. with it. Right. And so it's like, she, all she has is Elsie and even though Elsie's a great friend, she can't be she can't be everything that she Amari needs in this moment. Um, and so I can see that like she's trying her hardest to draw on what she knows about surviving these like hostile situations because she didn't really have a bestie like Elsie at Jefferson. Before, so that's like she yeah, has a leg up. She was on her own, but it's still it's still not enough for her to be like not clearly bringing that trauma into it with her. Enough that where she's like, I don't even want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so Elsie points out Lara. Uh, they go to talk to her. Um, Elsie says, 
be confident and then also says whatever she says about me just ignore it we don't want to blow this chance or we can't blow this chance um so again another warning like we kind of are about to find out what Lara's like but we've already these are not glowing recommendations for this person she's um, trying to prepare Amari as subtly yet like yeah. she's trying to keep mm-hmm. Amari from being like F this no because Amari uh, the thing is okay Amari fights like and that's what <laughs> <laughs> Amari is like very like chill, but if you push her, she yeah, will throw she hands. Will. So yeah. like, um, okay. So also, I okay. Go ahead. No, I'll get there. Right yeah. Now. Okay. So uh, they go up to her. Lara sees Elsie and frowns and is like, "What do you want? Please tell me you aren't here to beg me to be friends again." Um, not begging. Mm. Which is like, again, this girl already mm. is a no. For, for, <laughs> immediately no um so then elsie is just like i just thought you'd like to meet the amari peters um now all of a sudden lara lights up she puts her arm around amari's shoulder snaps a selfie which is like no brushes past elsie like she's not even there like she's not even there puts her arm around amari snaps a selfie doesn't even say hi like just doesn't ask for consent just remember a couple weeks ago a couple weeks ago didn't bad bunny throw somebody's phone like into the water Mm -hmm. because they were acting multiple phones because he was like i think he was like walking down the street through a phone he was in a club through a phone yeah what about my face um like ask consent you a-holes like ask for consent um she's like i'm lara van helsing you may not know this but your brother and my sister were partners um and so amari's like they're famous because she she doesn't really duh, know it, like, duh. this is kind of there's a lot to happen why there's would i not on. know that like uh, i also think about um what portia said like when we first met her father director van helsing of like the first thing that laura does is play off of the like you know um, who I am. It kind of yeah. Not only that, but like the accomplishments of someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my sister yeah. and your brother are partners. That's what I got to do with you. You seem horrible. Right. <laughs> like, but, also like, but also like, are my sister and your brother are partners? Like I, you understand enough to know. That's why when I say what I say about Laura, please know that it's coming from a place that Laura knows exactly what she's doing. She's no oh, one's. She is no one's mm-hmm. puppet. In so far as like she knows exactly what she's doing mm-hmm. because you're gonna ask me I don't know if you notice because you know I don't come I don't come from this world you know that um, Quentin didn't give me a heads up you know that I'm just coming in here like getting pulling it all together as I go so you're so you know that much to qualify what you're about to say to me to brag about your sister at the same time like we'll see where the conversation goes like mm, yeah. I don't have any qualms about reading this little 12 year old girl down. A hundred percent. Let's get into it. Um, <laughs> so she's like, so she kind of like pushes Amari to introduce so that she can introduce her to your friends. Amari's like, I want to talk to you about Vanquish and ours. Like, just come say hello. It'll take two seconds. Um, and then we can talk all about my sister and your brother. And she just kind of like pulls Amari along with her to go talk to her friends. Um, and then, like, leaves. I think Elsie leaves, but just kind of doesn't even worry about her. And it's like, don't worry about Elsie. We used to be besties, like, forever ago. But that was before she went and got boring. I mean, come on. A rare dragon who can't even shift? Anyway, you coming? Like, just... 
Like, Wait, this not only make Lara you... sound like a collector, like she collects yeah, people. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, like I would have hung out with her, she would transform. Then I could be like, "Ooh, I have a dangerous friend who can become exactly. a were dragon." Ugh. And it's like you're like, it's yeah. First off, you're a child. And Amari is about to tell her about herself, but then she remembers Elsie's <sighs> warning and is like, "Okay, let me like." But again, like she's a good friend, so she was about to be like, "Are you kidding me? Like this is trash." Um, but Laura I also, also want to point knows... out that um, how good of a friend Elsie is that she's like mm-hmm. I already know one don't don't blow this chance kind of situation don't blow this chance right like I Laura is terrible to me but I'm not we're not going to avoid her because she is possible like if it one like, I know how we can she... get to her because mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. are the Amari Peters and I know that that's the kind of crap that's important to Laura but two. I don't care what she says about me. If we get some information, then we could talk crap about her after we get what we need to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But Laura I, also knows that she can talk all the crap she wants and Amari's still going to hang over with her because she knows that Amari needs the information that she thinks that Laura has. Like she knows that like, because Amari was straight up with it and said that I want to talk about Vanquish. So Laura knows that she has Amari tied to her for as long as she can keep her over there with a promise that she's going to talk to her about Vanquish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So it goes to, Laura goes to her friends and it's like, meet my new friend, Amari Peters. Um, friend. And there's like, you just met. But okay. Oh, can I tell you my other note for this whole section is that it feels like a, D- a DCOM uh, frenemy oh, kind of situation. Yeah. Like, yeah. hi, everyone. Arm around the person. Let me, let's meet my new friend. And it's like a very DCOM. Yeah. Like, I can very <laughs> much when Xenon got to Earth and that one yeah. girl was a hater. Mm-hmm. Was a hater because she knew that Gregory was looking at Xenon. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That just came straight back. <laughs> <laughs> um in my dna okay. y'all. yes because zoom 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 you know, you know? Um, so one of Marjorie. the boys gives yes, yes. that's her name yep Mm-mm. some of the marjories she's given marjorie given marjorie she's definitely giving marjorie um okay so one of the boys gives amari um her or offers his seat to her um she Dylan Van Helsing catches her eye and and says don't because he already knows it's about to go down yeah, but it's up. too late it's too late so um Lara sh- basically shoves her into the seat and then all these people start asking her a bunch of questions like but also Dylan you... mouthing don't is a very decom moment as well yeah mm-hmm. he's the Gregory, like Gregory. Like at the table like yeah he's, he's like Gregory. you don't want to do this you don't want to do this um so they're like, oh, they really let you stay after cracking the crystal ball. Um, and they know you're a magician. Um, we find out that her touching the crystal is trending. And Amari's like... Top top trend. Top, top trend. trend. She's top two and she's not number two. Um, okay. And she's like, I am on YouTube. And uh, so this is an aside before we get more into like the horribleness of the homies. This is and, cool. Like, or of yeah, of Lara's friends. They're, so they don't use the internet; they use the other net, which is a protected part of the internet that they use in the supernatural world, which I think is super dope. Um, and we'll get more about it as like as the story goes on too. But like that is like a little tidbit that's dope, even though Kirsten definitely says it. Like that, all the information they're giving them is very like patronized, or giving her is like in a patronizing tone. It feels like. Um, 
Yes. So, like um, she said, internet versus other net, like Leviosa versus Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. She's like the other net. Anyway, um, so then everybody's like, oh, it was, it was a killer entrance. No way it'll ever be topped. And then Amari's kind of like, I wish it would have been boring. Um, I'd even take a different badge if I could. And no one else is like, no one else smiles at her. Nobody else like identifies in that way because again, they're they want they're used well, she to got it. <laughs> they want the not- exactly they want the notoriety. They want they want the like flashiness of being with this person. If she had a boring entrance, she wouldn't be here. Um, I'll just say that this is where I feel like the conversation turns to clearly show the motives behind why she's at the table with these people. Absolutely. And I think also like they kind of, after she says that, mm-hmm. like, I think if she had come with it with like, Oh yeah, I'm the best. Like this will be great. Whatever. They would understand that. And react I don't even, I don't think they would do, let her have not that, that they either. Would, not that they would let her have it, but just like, and, and not that they, they wouldn't placate her for might, a little bit longer. Right, it either placate her for a little bit longer, or it would go more into frenemies stage. Whereas, like at this point, like or here, it like starts to get nice, nasty, and then it gets nasty. You know what I mean? And like, mm-hmm. I think that if she had responded in the oh, way that yes. they are used mm-hmm. to, in the way that they, I think that it would have, I think it would have taken longer for them to get straight up nasty. I feel like if she had owned, like, yeah, I'm that girl. I'm the girl with a moonstone. I'm that girl who's a musician. Like, y'all ain't seen one of us since centuries. Yeah, I'm her. Like, they probably, they'd be like, I don't know how to, like, I don't think she gets it. And, like, she could just be acting oblivious. Like, yep, nope, I don't get it. Mm-mm, sure don't. <laughs> I don't know why y'all, so, why y'all flipping out about it. I just think it's cool powers. Look at this. Flames. Yeah. Ooh, cute, cute, cute. <laughs> Breaking crystal balls, yeah. It's still it's still there. It's still fine. Yeah. I'm not I just think that yeah, that? I definitely no. think if she was able to like if she had grown up or like if she had the the pedigree that they wanted her to have. Or, yeah. Or they can't stand acceptable. her they can't stand her. They wouldn't have been able to stand her, already. period. But I'm saying if she had been able to if I think that if she had responded differently, not that they would have been nicer. Yeah. It just would have taken longer for the like for them to for be them. meaner. That's what I think it also is too, is that Amari at this stage has not learned how to properly gird her loins mm-hmm. for the sharks. Mm-hmm. Because she's she, she gave them, them an in she gave them inroads for of her vulnerability about being insecure mm-hmm. about the the moonstone and stuff. If right. she had not seemed insecure about that then they wouldn't be able to like probe at her for like what insecurities lie around her not wanting to be in the spotlight and her right? right. So it's really it's really interesting. Like I feel like as a that's one of the sad things about growing up, um, is that you lose the parts of yourself that you're willing to show the world because the world shows you that you need to close that off so that they don't mm-hmm. use it against you. hmm Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That depressing, not real. Sorry. Real depressing. You want to go to something that's like that is not depressing? I don't know if we're gonna get there yet. Um, and we're not gonna get there anytime soon. But yeah, more 
Um, <clears throat> so another boy is like, Amari, settle an argument for us. One last vacation before you die, London or Rome. And like, so first of all, before we even get to like, isn't that, that's boring. London yeah. Rome? I would, of I, all the places I, I wish, in the world you I, could go, are you for real? I wish <laughs> like, he would have came through. Atlantis like, is open to them. Right, come on. Also, like, are you they, they know that she's a mentor. They, they know. Yeah. But they, like, like you I might just, have they, they, I know what they're it. doing. Yeah. I know what they're doing. But again, it's like you were saying, she doesn't yet know how to respond. Like, I think that she sees mm-hmm. the sharks in the water. She doesn't know how to, like, what to, how to respond to them. How to really respond to them in a way that, like, because that if keeps she, them off her back. And I think that if she was a little bit older, she might. Like, if she was, if she had had more experience, like, she's mm-hmm. had experience with um, folks like this at her old school. But her response, and like, it's the same here, is like, she is ready to fight. Whereas, like, in um like as you get older sometimes you she just doesn't know how to throw shade really yet and that's yeah the, that's the part but i feel like she's somebody still too honest me, she doesn't she doesn't she's too she's honest too and she doesn't, she doesn't know how to yeah and she doesn't know how to like give it back because if somebody asked me if i would rather go to london or rome as a last vacation whether i could afford it or not i'd be like I would start doing an Eartha Kit. I would I would do an Eartha Kit chuckle. I'd be like, <laughs> stupid. stupid. Why do you want to have these white supporters? What? These white What? Even oh, but what? even in like in European countries, there are less cliche places. To yes. Be. You know what I mean? Like, it's yes. like, like actually, I would like to go to the Enchanted Garden of Lady Whittlesby outside of Yorkshire. What's like, what, what about on. that? Come exactly. on. So it's like it's just like. As a question goes, again, I mean, granted, they're 12, so, like, I'm not expecting dude to have, like, That's how he's trying to throw shade. I'm like, look, let me tell you about how none of those are interesting to me. I don't care. Like, F that. Crumbling buildings and crumbling people, really? That's what I'm interested in? No. Not today. Try harder. Try harder, little kid. Try me. Try me harder. So then he's like, she's like, I've never been to either. And he's like, oh, I bet your people are yacht people, right? And you're like, are you for real? You're not a yacht person. He knows what he's doing. What do you mean? He knows what he's doing. doing, But like, kids are hilarious to me. It's like, it's like Ami when she's like, oh, you know what we should get? And like, obviously, this is on a much smaller scale. But when she's like, oh, we should get Boba or we should go buy this thing, I'm like, you, we are not doing this. Like, you, you are not money. your money your, where your are you parents, driving like your parents might be yacht people or your parents might be going on vacation to london or rome you are along for the ride like this is a different situation like so it's just it always cracks me up that like this child on, on top of him being nasty but like this kid being like oh your people are yacht people like no <laughs> um so Amari is like, my, my family isn't rich. Um, she says her mom is a nursing assistant at the hospital. Um, I also want to know that the kids, I'm sorry, before you get to that part, yeah. there have to be enough kids in the bureau who are like middle-class, working-class kids. Like these are all, not all of the families that work for the bureau have to be making like that amount of money to be doing these kind of trips mm-hmm. because like they, there can't be enough bureau jobs that pay the, if there are like if they have universal basic income in the bureau and it's all it's all a good salary i'd be very surprised because... no but i think that this this hierarchy exists like these are laura van helsing's friends right like there yeah. is but i'm saying like acting tier yeah but they're treating her as if everyone here is 
from at this level. And I'm like, that's why I know they know exactly what they're doing because it's like, you have interacted with kids who do not come from your income bracket and you know Amari is not from your income bracket. You know it. But I, I'm not on purpose. a thousand percent convinced that they wouldn't treat those other kids the same way. I think that like, partially- I'm not saying they wouldn't. It, it I'm saying a... that they're treating her this way purposefully knowing how yeah. other working in working class kids have responded to them treating them like this like they've they've done this this is like their mo yeah yeah um so some one of them is like aren't nurses already assistants because again just horrible to belittling like, anyone that's serving anyone else exactly um and so someone's like if your family is broke how did you and quentin get in um like i'm saying how does that equate not everyone at the bureau right it's rich but so then we get into um this so lara's like quentin wasn't a legacy kid he was merit so we find out that um most people in the bureau are legacy which means that their parents or whoever has been in the bureau but if by merit it means you did something noteworthy and then were invited so that's what how quentin got into it um but most most of the kids can trace their family history in the bureau for hundreds of years which is that's how colleges are as well the ivies very much so it's just very it's like very elitist and so it's like the and we've talked about it already but just like the fact that like Amari is just going from one elitist institution to another to another exactly um and so mm, okay yeah so then Kirsten is like merits are basically what the bureau does to fill leftover seats once the legacy nominations have all been sent out um and then Laura is like I don't mind as long as they know their place so then here's where let me say again this is I just have all these comebacks to these little kids because Mm -hmm. The merits may are quote unquote leftovers, yet none of you legacies are moonstones. Well, so Hello. how far has that legacy gone for you? None of y'all are over here magicians. So how unique has that made you? Oh, none? Very little? You have nothing. Okay. All right. So you just love that you're just the next person coming out of your mediocre family trying to keep mm-hmm. a name for yourself by not effing up how mediocre you are. Fine. Right. Like my ancestor from 500 years ago killed a night brother. Did something. And I'm just swinging off of that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Eating out on that for my entire life. The last noteworthy thing Um, I did was uh, not embarrass myself too much when I fell on my face in front of the building the other day. That was the most mm -hmm. noteworthy thing I've done in a long time. That's what they've got for themselves. Not Mm -hmm. any actual accomplishment. Not even like showing it because, like, so far, Amari has just shown aptitude and they haven't even done that, right? Laura's mad because she got her little gold badge or whatever, but and she got outshone by Moonstone. Hate that for her. Um, so I mean, not really. Um, so Kirsten's like, it means they shouldn't set their sights too high, they should just take an unimportant specialty and be grateful. And then Lara's like, you know they won't. They'll all try out for junior agent anyway. And it's like, it's one of those things. I mean, there's a lot of different things to be said about this. Um, One in particular, though, is one of, like, the idea that if somebody else, if somebody gets something, like, you 
also can't, can't have it. Um, yes, and like, scarcity mindset. Not that ever. Yeah, and not that ev- not that everybody can become a junior agent, obviously. But like, if people, if want you're to meant to be a junior, junior agent, agent, or if you're good enough, you can. And in their that. minds, like, legacy means that those seats are all taken by the legacy students, and so it's like the stupid. Right. They think of it as like about immigrants action. or whatever. They're like, yeah, oh, immigrants or, are coming and taking jobs, and it's like that job wasn't guaranteed to go to anyone. Actually, exactly. It's supposed to or the idea based of, on merit. It's supposed to go to the best person, honestly. Exactly. So if an immigrant outrules you for that job, then guess what that is? They were better than you. <gasps> Shocker. Gasp. And also probably had to go through more hoops than you did and have sure a different, um, and had a higher um, threshold to cross than you did. So, yep. you know, not only were you not good enough, but you were like very not good enough. Right. We made and Lamar even brings person. up, like, what about Quentin? He's one of the best agents that's ever been. Um, and then Lara's like, even a broken clock is right twice a day. My father tells us about it every year. So then again, like, part of it is, like, she brings up her dad. And so she's, this is like one of those things that we talked about too. Like, she's parroting what her father has talked about at home. Like, it's not like. Very Emily Grant. And, they, they... and it's not to, and it's not to excuse her because I am, you know plot twist mm-hmm. or not or a spoiler alert she's benched for this chapter for me but <laughs> you can take you can tell that this is not a um isolated thing like she is this is stuff that she's like been taught either by seeing it overhearing it or like deliberately told you know what i mean um um so to bring a real world counter well like support to this or scaffolding to this um mm-hmm. One of the things, so I went to elementary and like early middle school in one small town in Tennessee and then moved to another bigger small town in Tennessee for like the end of middle into high school. So I didn't grow up with a lot of people I went to high school with knowing like going through all the like travails that like they knew about each other or whatever. So when I came in one year, I was talking to, I like became friendly with, um, the girl who would one day become valedictorian. And so she had her own level of feeling like an outcast because she was like a nerd. Um, And she was telling me about how when she had hung out at different tables throughout her, I think it was like elementary school or something. One of the elementary school teachers um, had a daughter who's same age as us. And he, they were having a discussion about one of the friends at the table dating. They were all white girls um, dating and being interested in like a black boy and this girl who's a daughter of a teacher that everyone had knew or had had as a in the class of whatever at one point um she said well just like my daddy says uh blackbirds are supposed to be you know on their own and oh and okay they can't be doves we're all supposed to hang out in our own flocks and that's how she talked about like that was basically like being racist but using this like um ideology of like doves versus crows or whatever right mm. um and so my the friend telling me that was like she was just like giving me insight into this girl and but she was very clear that like her she's like my daddy said and here we are with little miss Lara being like well like my daddy says a right uh, like, clock, a broken clock can be uh, right twice in a day, and I'm like, yeah, that's that's a general idiom, but 
but it's honestly just like a way for them to explain why things should remain the way they are and that there can be an exceptions but there that can't be but that's that's those are because exceptions are exceptional and not because the exceptions were able to get through the bounds of the system that has kept exceptions as exceptions right i mean the system relies on exceptions because if you mm-hmm don't have that faith that you might possibly be a Quentin, then you'll stop giving your labor, which we're seeing mm-hmm. now, right? We're the, the quiet quitting, which is basically just fucking boundaries mm-hmm. and like people not, you know, companies or corporations railing against the fact that they can't hire people because people don't want to accept poverty, starvation wages is because like we're more, more and more people are waking up to the fact that the exception is only there to give them something to strive for so they continue to participate in the system, right? And the exception is there because the system needs your participation to work. Mm -hmm. But also from the system point of view, right, people who benefit from the system in place, exceptions exist to, one, for them to pat themselves on the back because the system isn't all that bad if the exception can make it through, but also to keep them, like, I don't know, basically, like, um, keep them from mobilizing too much about changing the system to be even harsher, because at least the system is still functioning in a way that they agree with, which is the majority of the people who get gains from the system are continuing to get gains. Once that starts to change or look like it's going to change, then that's when they start to mobilize to make things even harsher. And that's why they're, I feel like that's why they're pushing back on Amari because it's like, we already, like, we let our quota Quentin come through, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. that was a surprise to us. We were not prepared. But we will be gosh darned if you, who not even is, like, coming from the same background as Quentin, because that's, that's an issue here, class, but also the fact that you um, have, magician. like, you're a magician, and we have, like, we have outlawed your kind. Like, literally mm-hmm. your kind. It's just, yeah. So, um, so Lara says that married kids who go out for fancy specialties only fail and get sent home without a scholarship. Um, and let's be real, they're the ones who really need the scholarships. But Amari's like, you can only try your best. Why shouldn't they choose something that interests them? And then Lara's like, just very dismissive did you read that Mm -hmm. off the poster and then is like wait don't tell me you signed up for junior agent i mean technically you're a legacy kid but barely um she's like do you really think lightning is gonna strike twice i mean one ghetto kid stumbling into fame is rare enough don't you think and like she knows what she's saying where it's time to be punched in the face sometimes right fight me just Sometimes that's something that uh, that's I've seen I see on uh, TikTok and Twitter too is like people like older black people who because like I will say I like I will give this to Gen X um I don't know about the boomers but I know Gen X like I know boomers do this in a different way Gen X will punch you in your face like mm-hmm. they wasn't playing like that they will tussle in the street like they if you said something crazy they would smack you like that's like how they like, like how they function disrespect didn't go un gun unwritten. And yeah. they've been like in current days, people like will record you for saying something that is like mad bigoted, mad disrespectful, 
utmost of if I could punch you in the face right now, I should punch you in the face. And they don't get punched in the face. And I think part of it is like, because the camera's out, you know, you can get like, people are real quick to like lawyer up and be like, it's an assault charge. And that's like a part of the reason why people are afraid to punch people in the face nowadays. But I feel like sometimes too, we've just been like, kind of like regulated to thinking that the answer is cameras when really honestly, yes, the answer is a punch in the face. Well, I mean, this, the thing is, is that the punch in the face should happen or the punch in the face equivalent should happen before Mm -hmm. you even have cameras when you're like Amari's age, when you, I mean, they have phones, I guess at 12, but like eight, nine, 10, when you are testing these ideologies out, Mm -hmm. right. And there should be pushback. Right. Like sometimes you don't want to be that kind of person though. Sometimes you're trying to fight against being that person. Like I don't want to be that person. So I'm not going to be the one who always reacts with a swing, you know? Exactly. Well, exactly. But I'm, and that's, you know, the problem too is like, like, yeah, you know, there's like um, a lack of nuance too. We talked about like in the very first episode about like, yeah. Like Emily Grant got called and got a talking to, um, and it didn't work. So then Amari shoved her. <laughs> like, I think that that's one of those things where it's like, part of it is that like some of these people, when they, you know, some of them are getting radicalized and their ideologies are coming up later when you should, you, I ideally know like conflict resolution skills or more likely you can remove yourself from the situation like i'm not in the position to punch folks in the face very often because i'm not surrounding myself with those people right like Mm -hmm. someone asked me like do you still experience racism and i'm like i mean i live in a racist society so yes but i also am no longer i'm not directly confronted yeah like I'm, i'm not in positions that i cannot escape and so if i ever get an inkling that that is on the table, I'm out. And you, mm-hmm. what, you gonna stop me? Like, that, then you gonna get punched in the face. But, like, so there's partially that, that we've kind of self-segregated enough along ideological lines and stuff so people are not, you know, they say saying whatever and they, they're not... But they say the it within passing. I feel like the, a lot of things that we see recorded are the things that are happening in passing, like, when those two converge. Like, we go to a grocery yeah. store, there you are. You know, <laughs> like, that's where it's happening where the friction yeah. points are happening is whenever those, like, even though we're like polarizing ourselves, it's still like those friction points where something pops off or has the opportunity to pop off. Mm-hmm. And I think like, what's really funny too, is like, we were all taught or I was taught in school and like, you know, Martin Luther King day um, just passed <laughs> listening to this of like, you know, Nonviolence is the way to be and whatever and then you start to like when you really start to like look at history and stuff you're like actually it's not really true violence i mean i was probably like by my parents <laughs> i've never gotten into a fight but that's because like that's not who you what? are as a person it's not yeah but not not because i don't think sometimes people need to like <laughs> get pop. get beat but i it just never has been a situation for me but i was also taught to like don't hit anybody until they hit you like don't mm-hmm. start a fight Mm-hmm. yeah don't start yeah um but i don't know so, if that should yeah. i don't know like, that like i feel like we should put more weight on the fact that words are assault and i mean one time my sister got into assault. a fight and then when she told me what happened like i think she not to put on last like we, she was like a kid but she like mm-hmm. bit somebody and i remember when i found out what happened i was like 
well and like same with my brother like some some kid (laughs) um when he was in high school some kid kept saying the n-word and he told him he was like don't say that and then the kid wouldn't stop so he popped him in the mouth and so he got in trouble at school but then when he came to us we were like i mean (laughs) it'd be that way i don't know what to tell you like it needs to be done yeah and i and i you know, we're getting further away from like Amari, but like, yeah, yeah, I think that that's kind of like where Amari sits as well. Is like, I'm not trying to be out here starting fights, mm-hmm. but I'm not gonna let you talk. Her, to me and crazy. her mama did say that was one of the last things her mama told her <laughs> before she got mm-hmm. wrapped up into all this. Was like, you can't, we we can't be going out like this. Like, we got to find yeah. a better way. Yeah, we and you don't have, and I. This is the other part where I feel very relatable to Amar. I mean, I wasn't a fighter either because I'm not that kind of person. I think I got in one fight when I was a kid and that was because this girl was testing me and sometimes you spend too much time with people you shouldn't spend any time with. Like, we didn't need to be in school and on the same basketball team. It was too much for the universe to handle. Um, Mm -hmm. But there are times when even when it is right you are not in the position and I think that's where mama Peters was getting Mm -hmm. at Jefferson and like where Amari is kind of right here is that even though she is in the right and the best solution for Emily Grant is to be popped in the mouth Mm -hmm. um Laura I mean sorry (laughs) Laura Van Helsing the best the best medicine the best remedy for her is for someone to pop her in the mouth that is actually like public a public service um mm-hmm. amari is not actually able to be that person mm-hmm. because she's not protected yeah and it's like it's that's the thing too is and i that's why i say these kids are highly aware of where what they're doing because Lara is under like she's able to be talking this mad stuff accruing these friends who are also in this i will i i noted throughout this that like that whenever Amari first pulled up to the table, all those kids there looked bored. Like they were sitting together, they're a friend group, they've been together, but they're all bored of each other. They're all find each other boring. Like they're boring people themselves. And Amari has the nerve to come through and be different. And not only because of her race and her different background or whatever, but like literally because like she stands out because she has inherent traits that they all wish that they could so choose to have the level of like just like coming in and having the ability to do stuff and so i feel like part of them if they were really trying to collect her they would try to like be in on her shine but for the most part they are very resentful of the fact that she doesn't have all the things that they were told made them special and yet she still stands out despite how special they they're they're more she's more special to them than them when they're supposed to be the special ones and that's what Mm -hmm. she's bucking against right here is this whole system of like you're special, but you shouldn't be. And we're going to put you in your place before you get any ideas about how special you truly are. Mm-hmm. It's a new year and we're so excited to bring you all kinds of nerdy and creative content, but we can't do that without your support. Becoming a BNC baddie helps us with the general upkeep of our site, upgrade equipment and invest in the team's creative development. Go to help out your favorite nerds and stay for cool perks like monthly live streams, behind the scenes, and bonus content, and more. If supporting Black creators sounds like your bag, you can sign up at www.patreon.com slash blacknerdscreate. Okay, so back to Lara being the worst. 
<laughs> so she's like, fancy badge or not, you don't even have a supernatural ability, not a real one. Um, and then Amari is like, I do. And Lara's like, so show us. So Amari just sits there as the, everyone else is starting to laugh. Um, Lara's like, how tragic. Um, and Amari stands up and is like, leave me alone. Or what? You and your disgusting magician friends will sick your nasty hybrids on me? You don't, You shouldn't even be here. So again, it goes from like nice nasty to nasty very quickly um, because Lara doesn't actually like, she wanted to show her off, but now it's time to like, there's like a fine line between showing somebody off and then humiliating them. And so I don't, I feel like at this point into, it was, I don't know that she actually wanted to show Amari off. I think she just wanted to show them that they could put her in her place. Right. But that's still like, that's what I'm saying. Like she's, it's like showing off what she can do to her, to her friends, I guess. Um, so Amar, so Amari's like, I don't hear Lara's voice. I hear Emily Grant and her stuck up friends too. Um, she gets angry and then the table erupts into flames. Um, everybody's, you know, freaking out and Lara calls her a disgusting magician. Um, and I just, again, justified to me but elsie pulls her away because she's a good friend who doesn't want amari to get uh sent home <laughs> do we have <laughs> wait, we're not doing spoilers right no okay um so yeah so elsie pulls her away uh gives her some pizza and is like let's let's cool off um, and there's not a single burn mark left over from the fire. Yes, because it's an it was an illusion, because that's what she does. Um, I also just oops. want to highlight the whole you're angry, eat something, like let's have a Snickers moment. Um, yeah. Hangry. <laughs> uh, and real. that, like, that way, yeah. Uh, it's so and real. that Elsie, like, first off, it's one, it's the first time we've seen Amari eat since she got here. Mm-hmm. It's the first mention of food. So, um, but two, I think that like Elsie, again, top tier, was like faded into the background because she knew that her presence would not be helpful to get where Amari needed to get, but also was like on the lookout. Like, I'm here. Um, yeah. <laughs> was able to, like, was out yeah. Yeah. Your aura was red and I came. Um, mm-hmm. But I think that like, I don't know. I I still am stuck on Amari doesn't know how the illusions work and we um, are not sure like it it seems as though because of the two times that she's done an illusion like heightened emotions and things like that Um, but we're not sure the the mechanisms of magicians Um, Mm -hmm. and I just think that it's really interesting that like she got pushed to this point, this illusion happened. And um, the dude who's like, we're going to watch you or whatever, or whoever, like, no one is like, hey, come here. What was your state of mind? What were you, you know what I mean? Like, there's like, this is a moment to learn. How do you know? Maybe there's someone from the department of like organizing or whatever. He's like in the corner, just like tapping on their, on the, on their little um, iPad, like, doop. Okay. They uh-huh. listened to that whole conversation and thought that they could extrapolate her state of mind when the illusion occurred. 
They were just okay. like, well, like, cause they have like um, Agent um, uh, Fiona, who like uh-huh. she can she can read intention, and then you have uh, Elsie who can read aura. So they might have someone else around there who's like reading, like the doing a, an emotional reading, and she's like, mm, I'm going to document this, mm-hmm. and they're just like tapping it into the tablet and just letting them know. They should. We'll we'll, um, we'll leave room for that that possibility. I'm not saying yeah. that's not what's happening. Um. <clears throat> so. So yeah. So Amari kind of like lets Elsie know what happened, and Elsie's like, "It sounds like Lara. I thought when I thought with how much she looked up to Maria, she might want to help us." Um. And then says she wasn't like that when they were younger. Before she cared about being a Van Helsing, she used to be really nice which again it's like something that she learned from her parents and from like the people around her how she's treated and what she's taught about who deserves what um and so Amari asks if Elsie can show her how to access the other net so she can see social media which I'm just like back dollar 12 y'all do not need to be on social media not that kids that age aren't on social media I just feel like it's a bad, it's a bad they do bad not world. need to be. They don't I need think to that be. there's a rule though. There's I mean, but they a, I know it might, it, you can't be, yeah, um, younger than 13. You have to be 13 to sign yeah, up for the social media. Spots. They'll just put a fake age on, yeah. Right? Of course, they circumvented, yeah. they can put any date in, and like it's up to like, someone who works at a social media site. Once we get like kind of proof that you're underage, we can kick you out and show that it's proof, but like we can't go around asking for you know. Ideas licenses, of ability and yeah. licenses yeah. and whatever but um it's also really interesting because there is that like don't feed the haters don't feed the trolls thing which is what elsie says like you're not gonna like what's people mm-hmm. are, or it could be harsh but amari is not amari's like i gotta know what i'm up against and she's i gotta I, know and I've, she's like i want to show everyone the real me like i want to have yeah. a different narrative control damage narrative. control Just, yeah <laughs> which i feel like is fair um she shouldn't have to do that but it's fair so um elsie helps her and then creates a profile for her on a social media app that is unpronounceable <laughs> <laughs> which honestly i think is hilarious and she's like so amari asks like and i don't mean that like figuratively speaking like it's literally unpronounceable amari asked how to pronounce it and elsie's like humans don't have enough tongues so it's not i i love it as a device I by the writer i think it's a clever mm. writing device because most fictional social media um sounds like very like like dinky like it just like it sounds like you like it's you can try but there's not really a great way to make social media your book create your right. you know yeah yeah it just like it, my my face and you're yeah. just like mm. <laughs> no. but so also it's really like clever i think for him to have used this like as like a way yeah. to circumvent how like the trap of trying to make social media that you create in your own world Down. fetch he doesn't even try he doesn't try to make it fetch yeah. he's yeah. just like I'm gonna make it where nobody can make it fetch. Like, like no smash. one can fetch. key smash <laughs> also we're not gonna have any like pop-up brands coming after my intellectual property mm-hmm, i just exactly. personally appreciated the look on your face byana when you were like am i gonna no i'm not going to <laughs> it was like you were like that little pop on top of the fact that on top of the fact that 
they said you don't pronounce it. So I, why would I even you're try? Like, I'm here. But it's funny because it's like you, if you were, if you're gonna approach like a diving board and you were like looking over it and you're like, nah, I'm not even gonna do it. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not that deep. Um. So. Um. So yeah. So they do that, and then Amari goes with Elsie to do the aerial dance thing which is dope um she says it's basically a mini tornado but it's controlled so it isn't dangerous um so they're like standing in line until literally they're right next in line when here comes dylan van helsing um who's like my father wants to talk to you so that's not fun um and like um robin saying that like where's someone monitoring her oh the director has not taken his eye off of amari he's been monitoring every move she makes of course he's waiting in the wings yeah i'm not saying he wasn't monitoring her i'm saying the people who were trying yeah 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 yeah. i know what you're saying to learn yeah he's using this as an opportunity to yeah criminalize yeah 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 um so amari is like nervous about you know, the illusion being that summoned she by the director who meets um, her. And who is also the father of the girl who just tried to humiliate her. Um but also so the like, director you know, of like her her brother's search and whether or not she's gonna be able to stay in the program because he's already mm-hmm. trying to get her out. It's just he's a villain. There <laughs> And Laura just admitted and Laura just admitted that he holds these beliefs that doesn't yep, think that she belongs exactly. here anyway. So, so it's just a villain. lot of a lot of things. He's the villain. An antagonist, um, if you will. He's not yeah, I was gonna say he's not the villain, but he is a villain. Um and so so she's like, What does your dad want? Dylan's like, I'm no clue. Um but she's like, you know, I'm here with the Van Helsing twins, so maybe I can ask him if he knows anything about um vanquish but she's like look if this is me going going, out i'm gonna go out with an answer i'm gonna leave it something i'm gonna leave it something something. (laughs) amari washington um so then he's like he says that his dad said that they'll let them know if they learn anything but that was six months ago but dylan has been doing some snooping on his own um and found out some information he's like a little hesitant or just like not really trying to share with amari at first um but amari's like it's not just your sister that's missing it's my brother too and you should understand how i feel um and so dylan's like fine they go off to the side briefly um and he says that the bureau knows who took quentin and maria and they have for months um we find out it was one of moreau's uh apprentices or they stylize themselves as Moreau's loyal apprentice um they went missing so they there's like a letter that came a month or a couple months after Vanquish disappeared asking for the release of or demanding the release of Moreau um so so it seems like they're alive but that's all they kind of know um and the bureau did nothing about the like they didn't respond because you know we don't they don't negotiate with terrorists clearly um but then the hybrid hybrid attacks started so basically the there's some some person who is using the hybrid attacks to try to force them to release moreau and then is saying that they'll release vanquish in return which 
as far as evil plans go. Not bad. Kind of basic, but it's a tried and tested, <laughs> but it, tried and true, yeah, you like, know what I mean? Yeah. I'm like, if you're gonna, you gotta, he's not the leader of the pack. Whoever, you know, the, the yeah. apprentice is the apprentice, you know what I'm saying? So they're just like, let's go with something that works. Um. So, so yeah, so Amari is like, I can't believe director Van Helsing accused me of being that magician. Does he really think I'd kidnap my own brother? Which... Again, these people logic, do not run off of logic. <laughs> um, so why would she yeah, be asking so, questions about her brother if she knew where her brother was the whole time? Like, sure, come on, sure, she, she just kind of running off, but she doesn't have it together like that. You know, she don't got it. No, like you no. know, she doesn't. You know, she doesn't. Y'all read that intention; it was very clear. Um, so Dylan makes her promise she won't say anything because he's not supposed to know that. So she promises and then they go over to um, the director. But before that, El- El- Amari's like, hey, you know, we're doing our investigation. You doing your investigation. Let's build, you know, I peep the vision. Um, but Dylan's very Let's investigate like, together. Together, you know, but he's like, no, no. He says maybe, but he's does not seem very into it. Um, so they go to the director um, who points out that he saw them head off by themselves. But then Dylan's like, I was just telling Amari that she should leave the investigation to those with actual experience. Um, which <laughs> it's funny because Amari gets mad at him for that. Like, but it's super smart. Trying to, it's actually smart. And it's really funny because again, it's just like a, it's a, like a quirk, like a thing for her where she is not a, a sneaky person. Right. She's like, but it's like I, he just told I'm you. I'm gonna tell you straight up what I just said. But right. Was, and like he just told you, you have to keep it a secret and you can't say anything. And I understand at this point I, that she is sensitive. Yeah. And because it's like Laura just got done like bullying Tearing her. Director Van Helsing mm-hmm. does not like her and has already made it clear that he is trying to get her kicked out. And so Dylan has a bit of an attitude. You know what I mean? Like it's not like he was being friendly necessarily in that conversation. Mm-hmm. And then now he's kind of like, putting on her on blast like she says but it also doesn't occur to her that he's like trying to keep their conversation on the low but i also feel like i don't know that she's like, expecting for him to tell the truth like she's probably just expecting for him to like not throw her under not the make bus. her look bad yeah sure but it's like also it's like think- it doesn't actually make her look bad because she has said point blank period this That's is what, what i'm doing. here for right so if, it's just, if, it's if anyone knows anything like, about Amari right now, they know that she is here to look for her brother. But like, so it's a very, I, I, she, if she would have just, if she wasn't so emotional at this moment, she would have probably right. seen it. But right, but because it's not in the right other frame of mind. Happened. It's like building up to this. Like I could understand. I understand why in this moment she's mad, but it's also funny because it's like very obvious what he's doing. But so how attentive <laughs> is the is the father Van Helsing? Because like. Why would he have to take her to the side to tell her that? I mean, I think he... It's just a reason. He, he narrows, and he, and he he narrows his eyes. He I'm narrows just his saying, eyes and Director I, Van Helsing is not all that on top of what his kids is up to if he's over here. He's not, like, but the way that he the way that responds, he responds does sound like he's still... He's slightly suspicious. suspicious. Yeah. Yeah. Because he kind of, he just kind of narrows his eyes and he says, I see. But that's kind of it. Um... But he also probably, he knows his children a little bit, and he knows that, like, Laura is a, I'm saying a little bit, he knows them a little. Mm -hmm. Um, He also realizes that Laura is a 
raging, psychopathic, terrible child. I mean, um, Laura's exactly the product of what he's made her because she's spouting yeah, out all exactly. the things your daddy be saying. This is true, but I'm thinking like he probably just also chalks it up to like, oh, this is some 12 grade Dylan. Yeah, like bullying drama stuff. And I kind of want to know, but is it really that important? It's like when you <laughs> talk to a kid and ask them about their day at school and then you get all the drama and you're like, did I really want to know? I didn't. Um, I really didn't. So Dylan walks off. Um, and so Director Van Helsing called her over because Amari only wrote Junior Agent on her card. Um, and she's like, that's what I want to do. Um, and the director's like, you want to follow in your brother's footsteps? That's understandable. And Amari's like, no, I want to find out what happened to my brother. <laughs> and it would be everything. Like, again, she is not... <laughs> she's like no you know Never why i'm her. here you know <laughs> why i'm here um and the only way i'm gonna be able to do that is if i become a junior agent and so van helsing is annoyed he's like whatever the reason you're clearly underestimating how difficult it is to earn a position as a junior agent um it's the most competitive specialty here and a lot of children have been training for this their whole lives you'll be at a tremendous disadvantage and Amari's like, sure, but Quinn had the same disadvantages, and he became one. Um, and we find out that his super that Quentin's supernatural ability was super genius aptitude, which is like kind of cool. Like he essentially seems like he has like a photographic memory. Um, but Amari's kind of like he and and says he's the exception, not the rule. So again, like it's something we were talking about before. Um, I just want you to be realistic. It may not be fair, but our job is to choose the trainees who will make the best agents. And Amari's like, my bad shows I've got as much potential as anyone. So I think something that I noticed about this conversation with the director and like, I guess the difference between the way that she talks to him versus the way she talks to Lara. And it's not that like, I don't know. It feels like she's better at standing up for to herself, to adults than she is to kids. Um, yeah, I think that. I'm uh, not in like a. I think it makes sense. I'm not. I'm not in like a. But it's just an interesting thing to see, back to back. And I think it makes sense though because it's like with kids, you like are with your peers. You want to want to like, like you know what I mean. They're just like different factors when you're interacting with your peers versus when you're interacting with like. Sorry, like um, she's looking for a level of acceptance with them with the peers exactly. that she's she, not. She doesn't really really like that. About. She doesn't care for that level of acceptance from adults because she's not going to relate to them on that level. She just wants them to respect mm-hmm. her enough to allow her to do what she wants to do. Exactly. Yeah. Um. And so it's just an it's an interesting and like obviously like this man is not whether regardless of what he says behind closed doors like he's not like calling her a filthy magician or whatever it was that uh what's her name said not to get it um <laughs> but it's it's just like an interesting thing that i noticed that like the way that she but he it's not like it. it's not but i vast- think that there's oh, she also definitely he definitely insinuates it, but i'm saying like it's not that it's like vastly different from how she is like talking to lara but i think there's just more emotion and like this other like layer of wanting to be accepted by your peers and that kind of thing um like layered on I agree that I also that. think that there might there might also be something around the idea of not never having the the 
desire that they're going to accept you or that mm. they could accept you. Um, and, and being very, I feel like Amari is very confident in her, or I don't know if she's confident in her abilities, but like in, in, in her aptitude to like do things like I feel like she like knows like I can succeed at Jefferson and then because Quentin succeeded here she knows that she can succeed here in terms of the like trainee program and the the, the schoolwork and like the actual things whereas with her peers it's more accepting me as a person and these untangibles that I can't control and I can't learn to get better like I can't I can learn to be a good junior agent and I and I think that Amari feels confident in her ability to learn and her ability to like do those things. But you can't learn to not be a filthy magician because or I'm not, a magician. Right? I didn't even know I wasn't. I can't learn to not be black. I can't change. They're like yeah. these immutable things about me that I cannot mm-hmm. change. And you have to either accept them or not. Um, and that gets. I think that does wear on you as, as well. Of like standing up for yourself about things that you cannot, you have no control over, you cannot change. Um, but with adults, it's like, you just need to give me the chance. You just not need, don't stand in my way. And then either I'll do it or I won't do it. But like, I'm not going to not do it because you told me not to. Does that make sense? Yeah. But also she can't learn to make people treat her with respect, basically. Like she can't make them like, but she can't make her peers, not even just accept her, but literally just like, not fling dirt and uh say stuff about her she can't make she can't do that through learning and building and skills okay so then van helsing tells her that amari essentially this is her only chance um if she fails the the um the the ta- or the tests or trials that's the word um, she can't come back like everyone else. So in another situation, she would be able, if she failed this trial, she could come back next year and try a different um, department and like try, you know, try out somewhere else. But because she's a magician and Van Helsing calls her a criminal, even though she hasn't committed any crimes, um, if she fails to prove that she belongs here, then she'll have to, basically she'll, they'll send her home with, her memories wiped and she'll be monitored which which is like to me you are not the final boss the chief yeah you're not the like you cannot just unilaterally make this decision but it's also like he knows that like he's a powerful enough that she's going to like take that as the word but also he's um, telling her flat out what he's advocating for with other hires but yeah like, so just so you know what i'm pushing for and if i get my way and i crew all the votes i need to make this happen this is what's gonna happen to you but i also think what's really funny about it is that like he's obviously not paying attention to amari because that just would further solidify her resolve um, Resolve, right? I only get one shot at this. I'm definitely going out for the supernatural department because yeah, that's, like, that's how I can find my brother. Well, right. you want me to go to the Department of Records right. so I cannot find out anything, so I can come back to this funky place where I cannot find out anything? Where y'all yeah. think I'm a crime when 
I'm looking for Quinn. <laughs> Point blank period. So. Exactly. Um, so he goes off and he's like, if I, before he leaves, he says, if I hear about you using another spell in this building, especially in my daughter's direction, you're gone. You understand? Consider yourself extremely lucky that a witness vouched for you. Good night, Miss Peters. Um, and then he stomps off and Amari feels like crying, which like I would too. You just got bullied by two and a half Van Helsings just for trying to find your brother and their like family member too. And, like it's just. Mm-hmm. And for existing really. Yeah. I, again, here's my thing though. She don't know how she's doing spells. <laughs> but I don't know. If- how am I supposed to, how am I supposed to prove a negative or what? Yeah. How am I supposed to stop something? I don't know how to, how I'm doing it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Help me help you. My thing is like, I feel like just not like there should be a, enough, and I don't, we don't know what the meetings the higher ups are having, but there should be enough adults in her corner who are like, say what you will, but she's an illusionist. Nothing that she's done has been a permanent effect. You cannot convince me that this right. child is a danger if nothing that she does actually has a permanent damage. Like, there's nothing that you can do. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I have thoughts, but they'll come up as we bench. Um, so Amari's phone buzzes and it says she has a new message on her, um, social media profile that cannot be pronounced. Um, but she's not, she doesn't really understand how because her, uh, profile is set to private. Um, but she kicks, she clicks on it and she has a new, a new message from magician girl 18. And it says, keep your head up, Amari Peters. You aren't alone. Which is like bum, nice, bum, but bum. also suspicious because I don't, really suspicious. I don't know you. See, I Who feel like it's you? just suspicious. I don't even think it's nice. I just think it's suspicious. I mean, I think it's like an attempt. I think, well, yes, as a as an adult, as a child <laughs> of the internet, as well, though that too. That's I will suspicious. Say. As like somebody who's like, it's like clearly somebody is about to is like sees you upset sent you this message anonymously and i just feel like if you've watched enough gossip girl, think i'm being watched i'm talking about i'm like, thinking about on. catfish and i never, I never even watched gossip girl but my thing is that like because i could never make it through it i don't know what it was i couldn't do it um but for me i was as an avid mystery fan like my whole thing is to always be suspicious of everyone mm-hmm. and look for motives and opportunities at any given place and I'm like, what is the motive of some stranger? Like, one, first, how do they know that you had a profile if it's a, if it's there? So why are they monitoring you so closely that they know that you have built out a profile? Two, how the timing of it, the opportunity, how is it going to get to you right after you speak to the director Van Helsing? And they witnessed all the stuff that you've been through this tonight for you, them to tell you to keep your head up. Like, someone's like she knows people have been watching her, but there's a lot of people watching her. And this, if it's supposed to be endearing, like why are you trying to ingratiate yourself to me if you didn't do you can't do it in person? Like I just motives and opportunities. What's Whoopi going on? Goldberg ghost gift, you in danger, girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, people need to watch it's Catfish not... or that um Manny Manti Teo. It was a documentary oh. on Netflix, but like Manti Teo, I don't know if y'all know you you two definitely don't. He was a football player. Very famous. No, I'm, when you said it the second time, I was like, I remember this uh, yeah, documentary. I think he got like, um, he got uh, the Heisman. I'm pretty sure, 
but he got catfish and mm-hmm. his like girlfriend died of cancer, but then she didn't die. And then um, it came out that like he was telling everyone about how his girlfriend passed away from cancer. And then it came out that like none of that was true. Girlfriend doesn't exist. And this is before catfishing was really like a well-known thing. And they kind of blamed him and like, he was trying to like get sympathy and, and, exposure from it like he like he was in on this whole mm-hmm. thing but he had just got catfish and like yeah man if you, yeah. If you don't if you do not video chat or meet them in person you in danger girl and even now um, they're making deep fake faces so be luck, good luck on that video chatting nah you gotta be Ooh. in real life Mm-mm. in real life um all right, let's go to MVP. This is our longest. Uh, um, yeah. MVP. I said Amari. She's going through a lot, but she is advocating for herself the best way she knows how. And um, yeah, she deserves better. I said Elsie. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I Part of me is like wondering if I, if it should be Amari, but like there's something about who I am as a person that just sees that level of like ride or die. And I'm like, first off, ask questions, girl. But also like, it just warms my heart that she's not alone. And that like, Mm -hmm. it's not a, I I think in like a lot of uh, these kinds of books, the friend, the best friend is just like there and they are like a shoulder to kind of cry on and they might help in certain ways, but a lot of times they are really kind of just like yes men. Mm-hmm. Um, but Elsie is like, no, 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 we need a plan. We need, like, she is like bringing like actual, like tangible help. Like they are literally partners in this and like, yeah, she doesn't have to be so. I also made Elsie my MVP. Um, Speaking of her skill set, I think that like her coming through with her um, ability with auras, like she's using that to benefit her friend who only has one mission and she's aiding her friend on this one mission. Um, And I love how adept she was at like analyzing the social moves of like what how they could get close to Lara to benefit like Amari's plan like she was executing like Amari needs this how can we make that happen I know how to get in with Lara Lara might have some thoughts like how can we get this pulled together so I love that for her like that analysis that she put into it um and her ability to read people even outside of just being able to read their R's but reading their wants and the desires and using that to benefit people that she thinks uh can best benefit from things um, and then her also using her ability, like also the fact that she like knew she's willing to take the L when it came to Lara talking crap about her in front of her best friend, um, her new best friend, because she knew that her new best friend would need any good information that could come from that situation. And so she's willing to take that L um, and like lose that what what little pride she or dignity she had knowing that like she could possibly keep them from like talking to each other, um, and all for Amari. So and I I know and that's that kind of like faith in Amari too, right? Yeah, Sorry. yeah, like knowing to, like, that whatever Amari like, is gonna say is not like it's not gonna like not gonna sway Amari's Amari. friendship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Um, okay, who did you bench? I already said that mine. Punk ass man. <laughs> that punk ass Van Helsing. Ugh. I, I, well, no, no, no. Sorry. I have to realize that I didn't make that quite clear. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> two of them in this chapter. There are the Van, Van Helsings the, are. Van Helsings in general are, are losing, um, but I definitely I chose... wrote that. Like at the end, what did I hold up? Sorry, I just want to find it real quick. At the end of my notes, yeah, I literally wrote Van Helsing suck. Yeah, <laughs> just like they're trash. Um, but Laura, um, just in terms of the fact that like you are ostracizing this girl because you're jealous and all of these other isms and bad things that you, whatever, but like. Amari starts off or like says to her like I mean she she says it to Dylan too but like we're going through the same thing right Mm -hmm. like yeah she doesn't look like you she doesn't come from the same place that you come from she doesn't uh, like have the attributes that you value for whatever reason but like you um Elsie also says like she really looked up to Maria so like she thought that like deep down in there somewhere there was some sort of understanding and can and like yeah and that she could be swayed from her like most terrible self to like look at the bigger picture and she just couldn't Mm -hmm. and she's young and she's impressionable but at 12 years old i never called no one ghetto and threw them slurs like i just knew that like you you have a moral code it's not flexible but it's still there yeah after reading this chapter like i would like way later and like reading it for this not the first time around but like reading it for this mm-hmm. i was like downstairs i don't know i was with ami i don't know what we were about to do watch uh rings of power probably and like before i was just sitting there and it was just on my mind because i had just finished reading for this and i was just like you know who's who sucks is lara van helsing like i just said it to her because i was like this is really this is really on my mind right now like i'm really irritated with this girl <laughs> and Ami's like Oh yeah, definitely. But like, it's just like you know what? You're the only person in this house right now who understands where I'm really. coming from. <laughs> but yeah, I just like I—it's one of those things that like really bothers me when you see like younger people doing bad things, and usually younger white people, and you get to like, well, they're kids, and it's like I can't make that too excuse. Was a youth. Mm-hmm. I too was a youth, and yet. I never sucked the way that Laura Van Helsing sucks. You gotta learn no. account. You gotta learn accountability at some age, and it's, the earlier it is, the better it is that you'll hold yourself better. Going on, and going that's forward. honestly like the. the and y'all are time, really like putting these so... kids at a detriment by not holding them accountable mm-hmm. for the crap that they be doing. You need to hold them heifers accountable. Mm-hmm. And like that's like such that's like the age to do it too. Like, yeah. Not that you can't. Yeah, any age, every age, or what? No, every age you should learn accountability, but like. <laughs> That like middle school age, you're like so impressionable and you internalize a lot. And so it like definitely shapes your perspective in a way that is not necessarily permanent, but it's like very um, important. And so like Laura needs a good pop in the mouth or like somebody to talk to her and be like, ma'am, this is it. I remember telling um, a young, what my niece um she's not she's they're a little bit older but i remember when she was in high school and she was talking about some someone who was being rude and being like 
just saying things that she didn't think were like whatever. And she's like, and I don't really want to, you know, make a big deal of it, but I don't, I also don't want to be mean. And I was like, no, ostracize that girl. Like you don't have to be friends with people. You don't have to like sit in spaces with people who act like this. And she's like, well, it's not to me. It's to like, I guess she was, it was one of those like nice, nasty, nice girls. And she was being nasty, Mm -hmm. nice to one of their like mutual friends. And she's like, I don't want to like cause a scene or make my friend feel, you know, like put on the spot if I said something, but I can like, she could, she knew what was going on. And I was like, no, you do not have to be friends with someone who is mean to someone else. Like what, would you like it if I was friends with someone who made your life miserable? Like you ostracize these girls. That's how she going to learn. How else is she going to learn that that's not how you treat Mm -hmm. people? So, right. yeah. Laura need to go. She's got to go. But Laura um, wouldn't be half as trifling if it wasn't for her skink dad. And that's why <laughs> I have finished the whole entire Van Helsing family because dishonor on you, you Maria dishonor on your cow, dishonor. <laughs> you come in here with dishonorable no, words real. and actions. Maria I said, I am literally missing. How did I get in it? Maria, honestly, she I don't really even know. And she was like, "We don't know that girl. No, she no, might also no, be no, trash." No. Her, if her family is this trash, I'm gonna look at her with a side eye because you got bigots up in here. You don't bit. got just you don't got just regular old run of the mill like just annoying people. These are freaking whole bigots in your family. <laughs> true. So I'm gonna need you to have to prove true. real hard to me that you are not on that vibe because like, right prove now you belong. Prove you don't belong on the bench. <laughs> Prove it. Prove it. Nah, that's super fair. Definitely. I'm not, I'm yeah. never, I am not, never going to give wrong. a freaking benefit of a doubt to a, like, if there's five people in your family no. and three of them are known bigots, I'm not going to give you <laughs> it. I'm not going to give you know, I'm not going to do know. it. I'm not going to give it that's, to you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to wait and that's see. That's super fair. I'm going to wait and see, but you're not going to get that initial benefit of my doubt. No, you won't. Mm -mm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going to wait and see. Okay, what's... Oh, oh. Because you're not going to catch me slipping, and I think we're friends, (laughs) and then you say some um, nasty hybrids. What? Excuse me? Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Nope. If anybody's feelings are going to get hurt in the situation, it's you, not me. (laughs) And I did did note uh, some key points for because uh, y'all talked Laura down, but like for director Van Helsing, I feel like he amped Laura up to uh, make Amari feel discouraged so that he could further shut her down with the systemic, like, this is why you're not going to be able to succeed thing. Because he had her card on him. Like, mm. he was going to have a conversation with her. And all the points that he made were the same points that Laura and her friends made when it comes to, like, you don't have the same advantages. You're not going to be able to make it. This is your shot magicians are awful like she just did he just did uh had her put in the whole full form and he just did the the quick notes like he was just like spark notes for telling her but Mm -hmm. like in a grown-up let me uh you can't use my words against me in a way that'll get me fired kind of way um and then the fact that he like where laura said ghetto he said criminal Mm -hmm. um just gave her the one-two punch huh okay Mm -hmm. He gave he but he said to her this the the very the most like like just 
the thing that solidifies how crappy he was as an adult to say something to Amari was whenever he said, perhaps you're being a magician is the only thing special about you. You are a full adult saying this to a child. How dare you? If Mama Peters was there, you would have got slapped in the face right then. Mm -hmm. And you would have deserved it. And what you could have done, just clutch your plurals because you know you deserve that crap. Try to get her run out of here, but you can't. She's justified. So the whole family can go. I don't want to see him anymore. Bye. I don't, I, bench. Maybe eternally. Maria, you're on notice. On notice. I'm watching you. We we'll gonna find you or whatever, but like you know, once we are gonna find you because finding you means finding Quentin. But once we once find you're back you, on you the radar, go. you're on <laughs> you the go. <laughs> go fit out with your family and their All mama. Right, wow. I don't know what their mama's given, but whatever the mama's on, her too, because you allowing mm-hmm. them to come out here with this bigotry. Mm-mm. You ain't about nothing. Because if you weren't about it, if you were about something, they would not. They wouldn't dare to utter some bigotry in front of you and come out here with this. Nope. This whole family is dusty. Bye. <laughs> um. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Um. We will be back next week discussing chapter thirteen, and even more happens. This is like we're we're in it now. Like we are deep in it. We're deep in it. Bye. Oh, wait, hold up. No. No, I always do that. I always do that. (laughs) Every single time. Wizard Team was brought to you by Black Nerds Create. If you want to keep up with our other content, you can check out our website at blacknerdscreate.com. Follow us on Twitter at blacknerdscreate, at Yana wrote it, at Robin underscore Rambles, and at poor she Follow us on Instagram and Tumblr at blacknerdscreate. Subscribe to our monthly magic newsletter. And don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening to us. Bye, y'all. Bye, for real this time.